The Sandwich of the Future. Served for nearly a decade at various Disney parks, it was a sandwich you could safely and securely eat with one hand, and they called it the Handwich. Welcome to Two Thirds, maybe? Focused? I'm Rasmus. And I'm Red. And I'm Jan. And I'm Chris. Hey! Hey, Chris! Hey. Welcome, Chris. Thank you. So Thank how, how is the Empire of Dirt doing? The Empire of Dirt? Why did you bring that up immediately? That's, <laughs> well, not, even, I... that's not even released information yet, <laughs> oh, Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's how okay. How the fuck are you doing, though? I'm good. I'm good. We can talk about the Empire of Dirt if you want to. I'm fine with that. It's a, it's a company I'm starting to promote uh, makers and people that make things or... If they're interested in getting started in making as a business, uh, I want to promote the products and the things they make and the people that are making them. Nice. That's going to nice. be the whole mission statement behind the Empire of Dirt kind of stems from homegrown uh, grassroots kind of stuff. There's no uh, money being made on my end or Empire of Dirt's end. It's literally going to be to promote the maker, promote what they're making and get it in front of other people's eyes if they're having a hard time maybe getting a following or just getting their products in front of people's eyes. That's the pretty much what I want to do. So That's just, really cool. just before we get more into that, uh -huh. what is a Chris Cash for the people out there who don't follow what you? What is a Chris Cash? <laughs> I don't think you worded that properly, but okay. <laughs> um, none, of, none of us here speak English as a first language, not even you, but that's, that's fine. True. On. That's very true. <laughs> so uh, I'm a metal worker. Um, I just, I like blacksmithing related stuff, mostly, uh, welding, fabrication, stuff like that. I have an auto body background. I did that for 18 years and oh, yeah. slowly transitioned into making art and fabricating things and making tools and doing restoration work and all of that great stuff. I just have a lot of fun. That's mostly what I want to promote is just people have fun, be kind to each other and just have a great community like surround myself with great people and yeah that's pretty much it that's that's what a chris cash is rasmus <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good i try nice. to be as kind as i can to people but i'm also a little abrasive if you've ever met me in person you know i'm just i'm just uh i'm a straight shooter as they say yes yeah you're french <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know about that. <laughs> you could be <laughs> Could be. You'd be welcome here. Yeah. <laughs> Good question, Chris. Um, yeah. The the empire of the the business uh -huh. that you the, the thing that you are starting does it come from um, the collection that you have at home of stuff made by other maker? I remember a story of you uh, mm -hmm. quite long ago, probably two three years ago, uh -huh. where you were mentioning that you have a small collection of all the stuff that people sent you over the years. What was that? The spark uh, that you are inspired good, Red. You are good. You remembered that? That was a yeah. long time ago. I talked yeah. about that. Um, so yeah, over the years, uh, visiting other people's shops, or maybe they've visited my shops. I have a. It used to be a small collection, but now it's a very large collection of nice. other people's work and uh, products they have made, or just things they've shared with me. Um, some of it's super, super personal and like one one off things that's that's another thing i'm i'm trying to promote is a lot of people are scared to do one offs which mm -hmm. means um you know not production runs of something 
And that's another thing I want to promote is if somebody wants to make a cool one-off thing, because a lot of the sculpture work that I do is one-off. And mm -hmm. I think that's, there's something to be said for one-offs. There's also something to be said for production work, but I think one-offs are a lot more fun. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, to answer I'll, I'll your argue, question. I'll argue with you on that, but I'm, I'm yeah. like, brain you, li you like production runs? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I know very much that that comes from practicing karate with a very traditional sensei from us for 10 years from us six years old. I right. was like, yeah, we could spend an hour just practicing a single like strike or block or something. Yeah. And I, I, I love delving into sort of that meditative state of yeah. repetition. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not opposed to that, but I know a lot of people get burnt out on it too. You know, yeah. I think it, there's more creative freedom um allowed when you don't have to do this like regimented certain thing every time over and over and over and yeah I'd that's like fair to, yeah I, I i don't know everything i do is kind of one-off too i mean even these workstations i build uh with the vices on them the old drill press bases every single one of them is completely different in one way or another and that's what keeps it kind of interesting to me is that I'm not, it's not repetition over and over. Each base is completely different. The way I assemble them is completely different. So that's it. Yeah. And I love those. And I, I have, I have to confess, I am about to steal that design. I have feelers out at scrapyards. Hopefully I'll get a cool. hold of a, a, a decently sized broken uh, pillar drill that I can scavenge from. Yeah. But... Yeah. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate people that, uh i i don't want to i'm not using it as a mean term but to, to copy it um hmm. but nobody will ever make the ones that i make so <laughs> oh i have no doubt I yeah it, it's i mean that's 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 a whole lot of conversation though just about the whole one thing is like imitation is the best form of flattery yeah but also mm -hmm. it will never be exactly what you do yeah. Because not only is like the style of pillar drills we get over here are different, right. the style of leg vices we get different, but also yeah. my execution of putting them together will be different. So it's yeah, like, exactly. what does it matter in the end? Yeah, exactly. I don't care about it at all. I don't care about that. Doesn't bother me. That doesn't uh, leave a bad taste in my mouth when people imitate what I do. It's it's kind of flattering, really, because I'm yeah. just a dumb idiot in my shop working on stuff <laughs> I, actually had, I actually had just had to look that up the device from the, the drill press uh-huh looks looks cool I, i've seen it before in one of the stories like i've been following you on instagram so it, you've been popping up like oh cool all over the place so Thank yeah I, I think i saw one of those yeah I and, you, and you did take care of our steve for a little while last year so i did and that, i'm getting ready, awesome. to, <laughs> I'm getting ready to take care of him again here the next month or so, so. Ooh. yeah but yeah that's pretty much all i have to say about that i don't know what else you want me to say the empire dirt thing is just literally what i said it's just going to be like to build people up that's it that's, that's very great. cool yeah you you forgot one thing uh, uh -oh. when you introduce <laughs> yourself uh, -huh. uh i remember i mean no you're you're the only one guy that i know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that post only one fucking video on YouTube and get more than a million views in a week or so. Yeah. No, it yeah. was it, it took a long time for it to go uh to go crazy. I think it was like three months or something, but yeah, but still. Yeah. I spoke He's... about that on a podcast <laughs> recently and said that I'd literally just put that up for my friends and then it was a terrible edit. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know how to 
put music over top. It's a terrible video. <laughs> and, and it was, well, of course, the one that went viral. So I no, it's, great. it's not a terrible video. I mean, you convey the message of teaching the Dragon Tail Twist right. really well in that video, but it's not a highly produced video. No, we shot it all on like an iPhone 9. It doesn't, doesn't <laughs> yeah. need to be awesome. High yeah. high quality video to be interesting. I mean, yeah. we a lot of people are spending their day on TikTok or Instagram, watching videos of uh-huh. stuff that happens in the wild, filmed by an iPhone or something close right. to it. So it's not it's not the quality of the 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 the, the gears that you use to shoot the video that are interesting. As long as the the, the product that you are making is interesting to people watching, yeah, that's the trick. Yeah. So no, it was it was great video and and the technique was very interesting and yeah, one point four million views uh, in a few months. It's it's yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And I've just started to uh, re-upload some stuff too. I made a yeah. big joke that once the video hit a million, I was just going to delete the channel like it never existed. Yeah. <laughs> the AdSense money started coming in, and I was like, oh, this is pretty nice. <laughs> so I left the channel running, but then monetization ran out because I didn't upload a single video for four years. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I just started uploading again. Again, I'm still shooting from my phone, um, but the phones have gotten a lot better since. Yeah, so, yeah that yeah. helps. Yeah, I'm just having fun and just trying to share share information i'm not looking to be like a youtuber or anything like that i'm just literally having fun i enjoy the editing i edit shoot and do all the audio on my phone i don't own a single piece of camera equipment <laughs> meanwhile the guy that's in my shop has like twenty thousand dollars worth of camera equipment so <laughs> i just i just enjoy like shooting stuff on the fly everything's like really um up to date like if i upload it it's happening that day even with instagram or anything i don't have anything that's like sitting in the wings waiting to be uploaded it's literally i finish it i cut it up and then i upload it instantly it's probably the best thing you can do is i think if you wait too long then that's where doubt starts creeping in and that's where you start deleting too much and uh, right i think we've been there Yeah, yeah 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 i'm just having fun with it it's i would like to go down the rabbit hole of having like reds videos are beautiful and no, i would love to you. go down that that road of setting up lighting and and have a nice camera rig but at the same time i'm just way too busy to to go down that and i i i'm also realistic about that a lot of people aren't realistic about their goals and what they want to do i know that i don't have enough time to shoot like that and set everything up and take so i just like as i'm working i'll flip the camera around and move it up move it around and then I just cut it up at the end of the day and then upload it because I don't have time to sit there and like light things. And Matt was bringing me lights out yesterday. I <laughs> shot like this little movie trailer and I was like, Oh, I want to shoot this one just like a movie trailer. And he's like, why? I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like it. <laughs> so I, He brings out all these lighting rigs and everything. And I'm like, no, nah, I just want to shoot with like the natural light. He's like, Oh, this might look a little washed out. I'm like, nah, I don't care. Yeah, it's like, just like, shoot just it, upload it. Yeah. Throw some cinnabars on it. Like, Black top, black bottom. <laughs> yeah. Bam. Wait, is that a thing? Is that a thing? Does that yeah. make it like? Oh. Yeah, yeah, three to two, or oh. is that no? No, no, it's sixteen um, by nine. Sixty, yeah, no, sixteen by nine is like the regular one, like the one we're we're uh, having 16, here. 10, then. Something like that. Yeah, that's the that's a like super cinematic look when you have like the, the uh, black bars on top and bottom. That makes oh, it look okay, okay. extra. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. 
yeah i'm just i'm just having fun with that part of it it's i love the editing i love putting music behind stuff i love being self-ironic like i think mm -hmm. everybody takes themselves way too serious on social media and i just want to come out and be like a total jackass and just how like, could you say that yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly everybody's like trying to be the next somebody and it's just like just stop it already just be yourself yeah. and have a good time it, it's it's nothing bad in itself to play a character yeah. if you're honest about playing a character right exactly but i think it's even better if you are a genuine person that can be true to yourself all the way through in everything you do yeah great because eventually you have to meet people in real life yeah <laughs> yeah and then if you're not your character and you're some total schlub that like doesn't have zero personality when you're off camera it's like what's the point you know you're just yeah. being total yeah. fake all around so i enjoy just putting out real stuff just putting out real content like make people feel comfortable in their own skin because there's a lot of crap that goes on in the world and like our little community that we have i think it's good to just be positive all the time be self-ironic have fun and like just relax a little bit i'm into that but it's yeah. having fun i mean the, 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 you're the only guy that i i see uh, on Instagram on a regular basis doing a, a live stream because you're working on something and you take the time to read the comment and answer them and and it you are you are I, I don't know fresh is the word that comes to my mind but it's it's very enjoyable to see you live on, on Instagram because yeah it's it's only fun and and, and good uh, vibes all the time yeah. yeah when did it become a thing to not talk to you know, this is a really strange thing. You bring the live thing up. I I, under, I know exactly what you're talking about. People will go live and they totally ignore everybody watching. It's mm. like, wait a second. What is the whole point of social media if you're not going to be social with the people that are interested in what you're doing? It's totally bizarre to me. Or that even the comments, I answer every single comment across every platform. Mm. I make it a point to go out of my way, find out, even if I've never spoken to the person, find out their first name, address them by their first name, and like talk to everybody just as if they were a regular human being because that's what everybody that's on the internet is. yeah 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 but that's and a great. lot of that's kind yeah. of getting lost in this whole TikTok world yeah yeah that, that's one of those things though that's it's really easy to do when you have the, the mental capacity to like care yeah but if you don't they start like ah who gives a shit but yeah. then people start to notice and you kind of deteriorate as a reputation i guess and the same person, the same people that don't notice are the same ones that go, make sure you sign up for my Patreon and make sure you pay me for this and pay me for that. But they don't, they don't give a crap about who you are. It's kind of a weird thing that our society has kind of fell into this. Like they're just numbers. They're just analytics. They're just likes. They're just, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, no, there's like real people on the other side of that comment. There's a real person sitting there. I'm not saying be kind to everybody and like, you know, if somebody comes across and I, I block people weekly, like every day yeah. I block people because they say some stupid stuff that, you know, and I just don't have time for that. So what's the answer? What am I going to get in a pissing match? No, I just hit the block button and move on. <laughs> That's all there yeah. is to it, you know? So Okay, random question though. Sure. If you have like a, a magic wand wish, uh -huh. what would you change about the internet? Oh, that. Oh, that's a that's a deep the one. entire internet as a whole rasmus that's a lot or i mean just uh as you said like the concept of the internet as it exists today um, the way it's used people behave anything do you have an answer to that Raz? 
No, I'm I'm curious. <laughs> well, I would just like everybody that's okay. on there on the social media, it displays their real name and address. That's exactly what I was going to say, Jan. That's exactly what I was going to say. Because it, when, when, when it becomes real, then people's mouths go real tight and their mm. fingers stop working. When you, when you have a real address and a real, because, you know, the old saying of keyboard warrior, that's a real thing. You know, yeah. I've had, when that, speaking of that YouTube video, when that went viral, I had some guy that was relatively local to me that had a YouTube channel that got furious and said, bots were running my channel. There's no way this guy <laughs> should went viral. Look, and he was like posting it all over Reddit. And he went to all these forums on Facebook and he's like slandering me. I've never spoken to this guy one time in my life, but he was mad that I put one video up and it went viral. And he, meanwhile, he had a channel that he had been working on for like two years and he, none of his, none of his views would go over like a hundred or 200. So he got furious. Right. So I mm. figured out this is a short, it doesn't matter. The kid, he knows who I am, but anyway, I, I, so I messaged him. I'm like, Hey buddy, I'm like, I don't, we must've got off on the wrong foot, but I don't know what you think that some bots are running my channel. And this is, you know, that we're like in the same community and you're like running your mouth about me. So I, I figured out who he was, figured out where he lived. And I said, hey, you're only like two hours from my shop. You're welcome here anytime. <laughs> he went and deleted everything that he had written about me on Reddit, wow. on, on Facebook and everything. And he's like, Man. oh, sorry for the misunderstanding. You're right. I shouldn't have went that far. And, and this kid went crazy for like a week. And just yeah. I was getting all these messages like, look, because I don't have Facebook. And he's like, look what this guy's writing about you on mm -hmm. Facebook. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? The second I addressed him as a real person, mm -hmm. it was like, whoa, this guy knows where I'm <laughs> at. And it was like, you know, it was like all this information came flooding into his brain. He's like, oh, this is a real person on the other mm -hmm. end. Yeah. And then when I gave him the invite to my shop to come hang out because I didn't berate him, I didn't come at him like you're such an asshole. Stop doing that. You know, I was very kind. I'm like, Hey, we're in the same community. We're both, we both do metal work. We both like forging. And I was like, just chill out a little bit. It was like my first video. I have no idea what I'm doing. And then it was like, Whoa, Oh, I'm so sorry, Chris. I didn't mean it. You know, I was like, Hey, you're welcome at my shop anytime, buddy. Come by, hang out. And then all that stuff got silent because I knew mm. his name and address. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, maybe that's a good solution. Put everybody's name and address next to their posts and then everything will come, you know, come to a stop very quickly. Man, for sure. I have an interesting change to the internet. I I think personally it's it's kind of the same Wayne, but I think it's in my mind, it would be more like just you're unable to comment without actually talking to another person yeah which i guess is kind of the same thing but it's more like yeah it, it is a person on the other side you need to be aware of that in, in right basically any interaction you have um, yeah and and like you did like yeah just a bit of compassion just humanity yeah and uh, all about him seemed to have deflated but let's be realistic. It'll never happen. That's what makes the internet, the internet. That's why yeah. it's like the wild, wild west. And you can say whatever you want and get away with it. So, yeah, that's true. Although I, I'm not so sure. I mean, it might be currently just because it's so text-based. Yeah. But if you were to be able to, I mean, not saying VR will be a good option, but I wonder if actually if you pop into VR and you are face to face with an avatar that looks very realistic. 
right. if you would be able to have this kind, the same kind of animosity in your comments and interactions. Yeah. People have that kind of animosity in the streets because they know that the other guy they are interacting with doesn't know no, their that's name address. Uh, yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> but still. But no, no, that, I, I, that I, happens I, everywhere. I'm wearing mean, a mask for a live stream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a reason why they say Texas is the nicest place in America because you never know who has a gun. Yeah. So everybody's very polite down there. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. I mean, it brings a sense of realism to the world when it's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't run my mouth to that guy because, you know, he might do something about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it is a pretty easy rule to just kind of think of it if you are online, just basically whenever you write something or tell something, some, uh, like have a conversation to think, could I have the same conversation if the people would be sitting in front of me? And yeah. it, it is a really easy thing, but it's also a really easy thing to forget. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, just don't be a dick with people. Just be nice if you can. And unless and you're a dick in real life, then you can be a dick on the internet. Exactly. And about it. <laughs> there you go. I know a lot of people like that too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had that kind of like meeting where somebody like pissed me off online and I met the person face to face. It's like, oh wow, he's a dick in real life too. So yeah. He's kind of been natural. You know? <laughs> then you can address the issue. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure. Yeah. Back, back to, uh, if I may, to Empire Durs, or uh -huh. at least the concept around it. Uh -huh. uh, like, having met you and listened to uh, Axnar and your podcast with uh, our old friendly psychopath, Roy. Yeah. Uh, like, it is clear that community is very important to you. Yes. Where does that come from? Um, it might have something to do with moving around so much and not having any friends when I was younger. <laughs> it could because have a lot to do with it. If I recall correctly, you were an army kid and moved around yeah. because of that? Yeah. yeah, 36 states and seven countries before I was 18. Oh, wow. Oh. Damn, that's a lot. Yeah. What are the so, countries? I'm not going to ask for, for the states, but the countries. Oh, Austria, Switzerland, Germany. I lived in Germany the longest. And then mm -hmm. we were in Korea for a little bit. Wow. And Yeah. And uh, we were stationed on Australia for 30 days. <laughs> then and, you decided to quit? <laughs> well, we were stationed in Korea for 30 days. A lot of the deployments were uh, security-based. Oh, so oh, dumb. Yeah. Okay. If, some, if something was happening at that location, we had to go there for x amount of days and then yeah oh, it's wow. tucked it's wow. very bad so yeah, lots, yeah. lots of riding on the plane and um but anyway that's uh, that might be why community is so important because i didn't really have i couldn't tell you a memory from when i was 10 i couldn't tell you a memory from when i was 12 literally cannot because wow. I, I just didn't have a there was no like oh i remember this one time i was with jake and we jumped off the side of this cliff like i don't have anything like that you know, so it was yeah. like, hmm. it was just, I, maybe that's where it comes from, Rasmus. I have no idea. I, I, honestly, I I enjoy the community aspect of it. Like, I, I would have never met Red in person uh, however many years ago. That was like five years ago now. Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, if, if it wasn't for this community. I wouldn't have met you. You wouldn't have hmm. flew all the way out to the States to, you know, there's something to be said for people that want to, are like-minded and want to get together and do better for each other. You know, mm -hmm. I think that's a big part of it is nobody's, you can find out who's here for themselves very quickly. 
Mm-hmm. You can find out who the narcissists are, who just wants themselves to benefit and they don't care what anybody else does. I want the opposite of that. I want everybody else to succeed together. I want all of us to go together and be better and just make the community as a whole, whether it be product sales, whether it be podcasts like we're doing now. This is the fifth podcast I've done in two weeks. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just all around, I want to just everything to be better. The, like I said at the beginning, the world's got enough shit in it that we don't need this part to be shit either, right? So if there's one little sure, yeah. place we can go where everybody's kind to each other. I mean, you guys have the, the I always hear Steve about the um, uh, the Facebook group, Fools with Tools face group, Facebook yeah. group and how, how great that is. You know, and that's probably one of the last remaining good places on Facebook <laughs> in your guys' group that you the, – the whole reason I'm on there is because the amount of uh, hatred and toxicity that goes on on that platform is just like the total opposite of Instagram. You know, it's yeah. like mm-hmm. – and you can tell who comes over from those platforms and like kind of goes in, into other platforms like – and try low let's see what's going on on instagram or let's see what's going on on youtube you know it's like go back to go back to facebook yeah Yeah. exactly go back to just like when you're all the way down you land on twitter (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly right yes yeah what a great analogy (laughs) that's great yeah so yeah i just want to i think that there's you know the the pie is big enough for everybody to succeed literally across the board and why not bring people up you know if i if i can get raised up by this community why not raise other people up as well because Mm -hmm. there's enough out there for everybody to make a living to have fun to succeed in life and maybe achieve their goals that they've been trying to achieve since they started doing whatever they're doing you know careful now that's almost starting to sound like socialistic is it (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not too far off. You want to help other people. You want to put in work so other people can do the things they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's probably a little bit of capitalism in there, too. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, you, can't, yeah. you can't get away from it these days. Right. Uh, at any point in the last 500 years or something. Right. So it's like, yeah, that that's the wheels that keeps the world turning. But at the same time, you can do it in a kind of good way. Or you can do it in a horrible way. Yeah. Which is a really nice thing to have a head over your um, uh, Roof over your head, yeah. That way around, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But Chris is doing that the the right way. I remember when we first met, it was at uh, Jimmy's uh, farm for 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 the weekend of of Mm -hmm. forging, and uh, we were eating dinner on the second day probably. Mm -hmm. And someone said, I heard someone say, "Oh, there's a guy with a truck and he's selling tools." So I went there, plenty of tools, vices, hammers, and and a lot of forging tools. Um, and I was expecting the guy to be a dickhead and was just enjoying the fact that m- that many inspired or inspiring blacksmiths were blacksmiths were there <laughs> <laughs> to to buy stuff to to make a lot of money out of them. And it was the exact opposite. Chris was there. He was friendly with everyone. He was smiling. Was joking. And when I, when I asked him the price of the hammer I wanted to buy, he was I was expecting like. Yeah, 30 bucks or 40 bucks. It was like, nah, five. Uh, that's okay. Take it, take it home. It was almost free. And and yeah, that's 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 what struck me about Chris. He was not coming there to make a lot of money. He was there for the community, he was there to help people um in in their goal of 
becoming a blacksmith or just enjoying the, the the fact of 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 forging together at that time but also when when they would be back home by just providing the tools that they could need for very very uh, low price so yeah i think i so, gave away more stuff that weekend than i actually I, i'm sure you did i'm <laughs> sure you did yeah part of the reason was i didn't want all the weight to drive back home <laughs> yeah. I, I know the feeling uh, yeah. and and honestly uh I, I, I don't know if we talked about this or if you noticed on Instagram, but I started to retail um, 84 engineering grinders from uh, Australia. Oh, here in okay. Norway. Yes, I did uh, something like that. Yes. And I mean, they've been selling really well, but and I've been going to a few markets and a few fairs and showing them off. And I've, I've been very much taking a note out of your book and saying like, no, no, I'm here for the people. The yeah. fact that I make a living selling this is a side thing. Right. I bring mm -hmm. them, I show them, but I want to get to know the people who will want to use them. Yeah, not push them on people and just say like, I have it, but what do you want to make? Right. Yeah, that's Jan, very good. Yeah, is is that something that you do in your business as well? Like, go to your clients and show them that you are there, there for them instead of just pushing the product in their hands and trying to Abs sell absolutely. It? This this is kind of what um also like my company is really specific about and also like i wouldn't work for them like i could not go around like ring doorbells and insist like here bye mm. um it's mainly because we talk to people of course we do the like the normal ones it's like do you have any need for measuring equipment but it might mainly it happens because people call us because we're really spe um like sp specialized mm. in like wait difficult Jen, let me interrupt you what do you yeah. do I thought you were a professional photographer this whole time. <laughs> no, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. What do you work... do for a living? No, 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 no. I'm I, like, I, what I... is he talking about? Measuring devices. The guy <laughs> takes pictures for a living. No, I, I work um, in sales for um, measuring equipment, ah. which used to be the um, what do you call it? Like the the branch, the measuring branch of Sony, and oh, okay. it's now in, uh, its own company. So gotcha. basically, it's for uh, five-axis uh, CNCs, um, lathe, uh, like the um, rotary and linear encoders. Ah, Micrometers okay. and stuff? Excuse me? Micrometers, too? Oh, no, we're talking about nanometers. Yeah. Nanometers. nanometers. Like five for the standard resolution on CNCs is like five nanometers by now. No, fuck. Wow. Yeah. That's so it's, it's our, basically that's not our pay grade, Red. That's above our pay yeah, grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something I will <laughs> not, never not necessarily. Use. <laughs> like if you have like a standard, um, like any of the like five axis or even less axis CNCs, um, you often have those systems in it. Um, they work when on I'm, when I'm turning more. something on the lace, if I'm close by one millimeter that's well, good I mean, enough for me <laughs> exactly, i'm like but if it fits in the hole it's good yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> but if you want to manufacture car parts yeah, yeah, that's true. yeah. then uh they stay better in the lock like they right. better fit like on a tight sure. basis mm. yeah i mean maybe not on a French car. <laughs> What's wrong with the French car? Oh, you, oh we, that, that, that's another topic we can go to. Oh, yeah, we can go hours. on and on with the French cars. Like, yeah. uh, Chris, there's just a reason they never made it to America. Just ah, leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. Taxis, taxis, and but, that's it. <laughs> going back to it, uh, my colleagues, um, everybody that works in sales in my company here, they come out of the technical aspect, like they've been service technicians or at least in engineering, and uh, it's problem solving. 
And this is really what makes the job so fun. The customer calls, they have a specific problem. Um, they probably tried to solve it before. They couldn't do it with another product. And um, because of the speciality, we work on a magnetic principle. So we don't have any problems with like oil um, and most of the coolants that are in the machine. So uh -huh. this makes it really uh, resilient to any or, or even vibrations. And uh, so it's really fun looking at the uh, problems the, the customer has and just going into the details and going through all the technical aspects. Yeah. And this is, um, in the end, like if you help the customer and the machine is running, that is the nice part. And it doesn't always work out. <laughs> like that's the other part. But um, yeah, that, that, that's kind of the fun thing about that. Interesting. Yeah. So for us... Um, but it's not, I don't think this is just in Europe. I think this is by now almost everywhere that you have, uh, if you sell technical equipment, you mm -hmm. should have a knowledge of the the stuff you're selling. So we all have an yeah. engineering background. I, I, that's just a feeling because I don't go out very often and, and even less to buy stuff in stores. But... The feeling that I have for the past four or five years is that in stores, in shops, people are trying to provide a better service by just mm -hmm. um, being there and giving advice and good advice. And then in the end, if you want to buy something, you have that that option too. But it's it's very different than what I was used to 20 years ago. They were pushing products and they were absolutely... Uh, the goal, the main goal of any companies, any shop, any store was to make money at the end of the day. Um, I remember like three years ago when I, I we changed um, my wife's car. The guy was very, very nice. He took the time to explain everything, all the option. And he was almost, uh, yeah, if you don't want to buy it, that's fine. Now you have you have the choice, you have the option because you you know what we are talking about. So it And that that's also why we choose that brand because the guy was like this mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm sure chris that that's also something that you um do very often in your business because you are selling also blacksmith equipment mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure that a lot of people are coming to you hey i want to to start forging stuff do can you give me advice or what to to buy first and what i should get or am i mistaken no that happens all the time and uh i come back with um basically save your money and buy what you really want mm -hmm. because a lot of people make mistakes and just buy crap to start out with because yeah. maybe that's all they can afford. And that's okay. I'm not saying like, don't start the craft because you can't afford it. But mm -hmm. you know, I get a lot of people that um, want a $5,000 hammer for a thousand dollars. And it's like, mm -hmm. well, you're shopping at the wrong store. What? <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, yeah. You know, it's like, they, Power they, yeah, power. Okay. Power. Oh, sorry. damn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, you I'm have sorry. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Red's like, I just told this story about how you sold me a hammer for five dollars. Now your hammers are a thousand. It's surprised, but that, no, that's no, fine. No. Okay. Power hammers. So people okay. will think that, you know, I'll put up a power hammer for sale. Like, I'm just starting out. I'd love to buy that hammer. Okay, well, it's five thousand. Oh, really? It's like, and then you have to educate them, like, why, why is it valued at that? You know, it's mm -hmm. But yes, I get a lot of that um, mm -hmm. of what what I should buy. Or, and yes, I, I do a lot of education throughout the week of um, what to buy, what not to buy. I get a lot of, hey, I found this locally. Is this a good deal? Um, I try to answer as many of those as I can. But honestly, mm -hmm. I get like 
super inundated with those every day. I probably get yeah. 20 DMs that'll slide over to the hidden section that kind of disappear out of my main focus mm -hmm. of what I'm looking at because it's it'll turn into a giant distraction because yeah. you can't generally come back with a one word answer. You have to kind of have a conversation to mm -hmm. you know help yeah. them out a little bit and I just genuinely there's not enough time in the day to do that. But I'm always um willing to help people uh get into the craft. That's a whole another reason why I do what I do is I want people I think from what you just said about uh people in the retail world you know that that statement what you made about saying that people try to educate you before you buy the product that hasn't that does not happen in america they want you to buy the product they don't give a shit what you know about it <laughs> they don't care they're not going to be friendly they're not going to educate you there's like buy our thing and that's it give me your money so i can make more money and i think a big part of uh what's lacking over here is um education when it comes to craft, uh, that's why I promote Center for Metal Arts so much. Um, and just any any kind of maker thing that's going on uh, that I'm aware of, I try and promote that as much as I can because I think people, there's a, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? There's there's like a, a boundary for uh, people to get into the craft. Like they're, they're yeah. kind of like scared to even dip their toes in, so to speak. You know, so I want to try and eliminate that as best I can. And one of the ways I do that is I have a um, big open house here two or three times a year at my place. If you've never seen blacksmith equipment and I've gotten tons of people that come out here and like, oh, this is what this craft is. And, you know, these are what these tools look like in person. And like, wow, I didn't realize how big a lot of this stuff was, because when you're looking at it on a four inch screen you know it's like you can't really get a scale of how things work and mm -hmm. all that. So. Yeah, education is a big part of it, especially something with blacksmithing, who which is yeah. not only so tactile, but it's such a full sensory experience because you feel the heat of the piece, it's right. the smell of the coal burning. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's the thunk or the your fingers if you touch the wrong parts. It's right, cold, that, that, that too. <laughs> it smells like yeah. bacon most of the time, so that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, how many times have you done that? And why do you smell like bacon? How much bacon are you eating? Where your your scent is now bacon? <laughs> I, uh, enough. Let's leave it at enough. <laughs> oh man, I fall well, in I love with making pasta carbonara and it's bacon in pasta carbonara so like yeah there's bacon in oh, in me <laughs> yeah but um a lot of going back to that the mm. uh, another thing i kind of want to steer away from too is um i'm known as like the steel guy and steel only which is fine for me but the things i want to promote are like leather working i have three leather yes. workers that are going to start <laughs> doing work for me right now they're actually working on concept ideas right now as we speak Ooh. and Ooh. um i want to get into the woodworking world some more i know all the people that do all these things but i myself know nothing about it but that's it's not my place to kind of gatekeep them out of the you know just because i'm a blacksmith steel guy doesn't mean mm -hmm. other people don't have interest in woodworking leatherworking mm -hmm. or whatever kind of craft is out there i want to get into um i want to find somebody that does glass blowing for a living oh yeah you know, i find that interesting um mm -hmm. i know our mutual friend i'm, I'm sure maybe you guys follow her maybe you don't andrea de leon yeah. down yeah. in mm -hmm. um, texas she's she wicked yeah, she does fantastic work. And, um, you know, I want to bring people like her to the forefront of like, hey, look, 
yeah, this is cool. What I'm doing is cool. We're smashing a bunch of hot metal, but look at this shit. Look at what's going on over here, you know? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like people get tunnel vision in the maker world, and they're like only tunneled in on their interests, and I think there's a lot broader thing going on here. Plus, it, it promotes craft all around, and I want yeah. craft to come back alive you know it's like everybody makes these jokes about uh that's a dead craft or a dead thing you know it's like none of it's really died it just (laughs) kind of slowed down and i think trying to educate the people that are coming behind us is is very important you know we have we have kids now like that i I made a comment last week i had two guys working in my shop that had no idea what september 11th was they have no idea that really yeah because they weren't alive and i'm like in in america yeah, in America, and I'm like, I have never felt so old in my life. <laughs> yep. Wow. <laughs> they yeah. were only they were only they were only 19. So I was but like, they went oh, to school. They don't they talk I, about that in school? I don't think they educate them like that anymore. You know, it's like oh, current wow, events. Shit. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so they were like, yeah, we we don't understand like what the big, you know, not not they weren't saying it, uh, it like not insensitively or anything like that they were just saying like we don't understand like what the big deal is everybody talks about we like we weren't even alive and i'm like well if i think back you know like when a president got assassinated here older Mm -hmm. people remember that and say oh i remember exactly where i was it's meaningless to me because i wasn't alive when it happened you know what i mean so yeah yeah so i think educating um younger people about craft and just everything that's all-encompassing you know leatherworking woodworking steel glass there's other mediums i'm interested in that i want to find out like who's who's doing this that's why i posted on my story like i'm interested in weird things like people get into these you guys say it differently in europe is it like niche niche yes mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> they get into like these niches where it's, they don't they don't is that even a word it is it is out. it's pronounced yeah. niche because it's a french word but that's okay just get so niche. focused <laughs> niche is that the german way of saying niche yeah <laughs> but they get so laser <laughs> they get so laser focused on what they're making and their audience mm-hmm. and everything that i think they kind of lose sight of like What's their ultimate goal? You know, whether they're selling a product or they just want to get recognition for maybe they're making like I think some of the most badass artists that any of us have ever seen are yet to be discovered. I think there's people out there making the most badass shit, whether it be leatherworking, woodworking or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I think that nobody knows who they are yet. Mm-hmm. Probably. The yeah. may I ask you, Chris, like when did it start for you? Like when did you realize you said you were in uh, auto body work? Yes. So, so when did it start for you? Like, was it like just a click, and you said, it's "Like, what well, now? I want to do some art," or was it like a kind of easing into it, or how did it start for you? And can you come and fix my car, please? The 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 right side is. is... <laughs> I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> Those days are long gone. Oh, That's damn. probably not metal anymore, right? It's just no, rust particles holding hand with yeah. a little bit of paint over it. <laughs> Those damn French cars. So what? It was uh, almost instantaneous when it when I saw something being made out of a giant piece of hot steel in front of my eyes. Mm-hmm. I went home that evening and tried it and was like, there's no way I could do this. This is ridiculously hard. And then I just kept after it. But I was making art prior to that. I went to um, I was doing foul material art, which was like finding old pieces of scrap iron. You've probably seen like uh people make sculpture out of like old farm wheels and implements yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. There's a guy in Australia that's very big, Jordan Spriggs. He makes animals yes. out of art. 
uh, out of yeah, old fucking hell. he is brilliant yeah he makes really good anatomically correct like life-size giant stuff so i was doing stuff along those lines and started selling it on the side and it got popular really quick this was like before the internet was anything i was just posting ads like in the local uh paper and then we had like a local um it was like a Craigslist. You guys familiar with yeah. Craigslist? Yeah. It was yeah. Something like that. And I would just post like, hey, found art sculpture for sale. And then these people started coming from like all over all different states to come to my place. And I was like, holy crap, this is like turning into something. Wow. And mm-hmm. I guess what I was making was nice because we would sell out every time. And so we did that like once a year. And then I had an old friend say, you should start in like uh implementing some blacksmithing into these designs and i'm like oh i'm not interested in that you know i was like totally uninterested and then i went and saw a demo and i was like holy crap this is awesome oh yeah yeah so i wanted (laughs) to start doing more art stuff and the ultimate goal would be to do sculpture all the time but again Mm -hmm. i'm realistic and that stuff is very hard to sell not that my sculpture i I think my sculpture is great because i do it for myself i don't do it for like trying to please an audience but it's also hard to find a buyer for that stuff. You know, yeah. I can tools are like my main bread and butter. When I restore something, somebody's going to want it. You know, it's like there's people out there actively looking for that stuff. Art is very hard. Whether you paint or do anything art related, it's very, very tough to to market yourself and to sell that stuff. So, And I reckon you're, you're not about to run out of rust anytime soon either. Yeah, I'm not running out of rusty tools. That is for sure. I have a literal tractor trailer filled with uh, tools that need restoration. I am extremely busy right now. I am so busy. I'm the busiest I've ever been in my life with this stuff. So to to think that craft is dying, it's not dying. It's like coming back harder and faster than ever. And I can't, I feel right now in my heart that I could make this stuff for the rest of my life. Like that's how much demand there is for it right now. Like people want to go back to the old way of the old way things were done, you know, handmade stuff using hand tools, you know, I'm sorry, Jan, I'm getting away from your five axis nano micrometer. <laughs> measure. All, all good. Yeah. It's... But a lot of people are into like this rough kind of, Oh, you can hand yeah. hew this log and build something out of it. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, and I enjoy that, that part of it and seeing people get, excited about old tools being back in their shop you know because the only alternative now if you want to you can't like walk into a store and buy stuff it's like everything's china made now which whatever that you know they have a huge industry over there for tool making but at the same time if there's an alternative i'd like to provide the alternative you know what's the alternative to buying a hammer a new power hammer well you find an antique power hammer and you fix it up Mm -hmm. so that's Do a you big think part that of... those people wanting to go back to the old ways and the old craft, uh, as you said, um, mm-hmm. is it on, on in the US? Is it only because of the success of the, the TV shows like Forging Fire and, and a lot of others? Or that is was... it something deeper, like the way of life has changed or people are getting aware of the importance of keeping the craft alive? I think it's a little bit of both. I'd almost say 50-50. I think mm-hmm. the the more technologically advanced we get, the more people push against that and want to go back to the old ways. Mm-hmm. You know, you could get a laser right now, Red, to do everything that you do in leatherworking. Literally yeah, yeah. Everything. You can push a button, put a program in, but is that fun? 
Is it exciting? No. Is it fulfilling? Absolutely not. Well, so it's an enabler. It is. Yeah, use it's, it it's, if it use cool. it in case for other projects to to help you with it. Like it's just a hacking tool. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That, that's not, the way I see out. it. Yeah, I see. Yeah, it as I don't a tool that you can use for a specific project and right. uh, some save sometimes. Uh, sometime when you are doing uh, production work uh, or very intricate design for uh, embossing leather or whatever. But yeah, yeah, for sure, it's not fun to let a machine do the stuff in the right mm -hmm. and, and, and also i'm not i tell people all the time don't demonize like new technology either because a lot of that stuff is badass like a lot of this mm -hmm. stuff is being 3d printed and all that and it opens your uh kind of opens your portfolio so to speak to other ideas yeah. it Absolutely, opens your yeah. mind up it's like oh you can push this button make this thing well what if we try to do it by hand now would mm -hmm. it be like harder would it be faster can we make it better you know so i That's find that there's a balance going yeah. on right now. Yes, the television show launched a bunch of people into the blacksmithing craft, but at the same time, I think just craft in general, you see it with everything. People hand building log cabins in the middle of the woods, mm -hmm. bushcraft, leatherworking is huge right now. Everybody yeah. wants handmade leatherworking stuff. There's, there's something unbelievably satisfying by finishing something with your own hands, something you can't get from 3D printing. Even if you draw it yourself and you print it, it's still just pressing a button. But if you yeah. shape something with your own hands, especially if you have an office shop or spend a lot of time in the car like I do, this yeah. is something that makes me so happy. Unless you have designed the stuff yourself, the, right. the thing that you are 3D printing, for example, yeah. the, the things that I am doing now uh, for my kid, um, no, I agree 100%. I had to design it myself and having the satisfaction of the end product being exactly as you envisioned it yeah. is so satisfying, almost yeah, as satisfying as making something with yeah. my, my one hand. Yeah, it's a, it's a different kind of, but I, I, I know what you mean, Red. It's just the design part of it or designing something and working around the problem especially when you're not good at cat like i'm talking about myself here it takes me right. forever to design anything but once you print it out because it looks like it's machine made like this looks like something that's out of a production line yeah you came yeah. up with the idea yeah yeah, yeah. You, you, it's just like you just invented a product exactly which is yeah. really nice yeah yeah i'm actually going down that road this weekend this saturday actually we drew something on paper. Um, my buddy Tetso that works here with me sometimes, we drew a design and then we're going to go take it to CAD because neither of us know how to work CAD, but we know how to draw on paper. <laughs> so we're taking yeah. it to this other guy. It's like, hey, see if we can laser cut this and mm -hmm. see if we can come up with a you know faster way of doing this or a cleaner way. So yeah, there's push and pulls like on both both ends. But ultimately, I think... You know, I think we can all agree that the end product, you know, if it's got a little piece of you in it, that's super satisfying. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And sweat and blood. Yeah. And so that, that's, yeah. that's the piece that goes into <laughs> into it. Right, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> Lots of sweat. Yeah. I yeah. I I do find it also here in Norway being like feeling like we're coming into almost like a second renaissance of uh -huh of uh old trades old crafts yeah and i think part of that is various tv shows that just go like oh here's this and things like forging fire is like oh here's flames and it's cool and you can do this right and it's like yeah but then you need someone who actually knows what they're doing maybe yeah. and here in norway i feel like just the fact that internet exists is 
so important to just expose people to the fact that people still make things. Why people did Norway st- just get internet, Rasmus? <laughs> yeah, uh, two weeks ago, actually. <laughs> the disgusting. You got internet before Blacktop Roads? That's crazy. <laughs> the disgusting thing about Norway is that actually, even if he talks about it and like all is in the woods, it doesn't matter where you are, you always have full cell phone reception. Really? The internet yeah. is lighting fast. It's all fiber. Nope. So it's like... I think we have gotten 5G on our tallest mountain by now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we were yeah, in the I... middle of the fjords and I'm looking at my cell phone, like full reception. It's like, great, I can drive on the German autobahn, like through a city and yeah. not have reception <laughs> on my cell phone. That's the way it is here too. Yeah, it's the same way here. Yeah. Uh, but no, my, my point was being like... Uh, the internet, I feel like it helps a whole lot in just exposing people to the craft and letting them know that it exists mm-hmm. and other people are still doing it. Yeah. And then they go and have that question of, oh, I wonder if who made this thing or how this was made. Mm-hmm. And then they start going down to rabbit holes mm-hmm. and discover like, oh, making things with your hand, finishing the day and having something like tactile, something in touch and feel to, and point and say, I did this. Well, you help. I, I, your hands I, afterwards. Uh, well, <laughs> optional. <laughs> There's also the, the next generation, the new generation of young yeah. guys, young girls that are uh, at the moment doing exactly that in a different um, part of the craft, if I yeah. may say so. Like all the cosplayers, that's mm. exactly what they are doing. They are, yeah. they are giving their time, their skills and their talent to make something that is inspired by video games, by manga, by anime, by Japan animation or whatever you want to call it, but at some point um, they will maybe overcome the, the 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 attraction that they have towards those media and and go to the in in a different direction and yeah. start making furniture or ma- making leather work or, or yeah. start blacksmithing awesome. and so that's that's a, um, that's an awesome start because mm-hmm. some of them are freaking talented and they are not even 18s. Yeah, and they also they all have a goal what they want to achieve and they learn everything necessary to uh, complete yeah. that and this yeah. is something and this is i think especially europe but um also uh, in germany like really specific it is against everything we get taught because mm-hmm. we are taught to be specialized in something yeah. like when you do an apprenticeship like you don't you don't learn anything around it except your craft you can see it how businesses are made in germany like even the ones making i had a great conversation with leo mm-hmm. um because what leo makes is uh she works or leo works with fabrics mm-hmm. and leo is not allowed to work with leather because that would mm-hmm. be a different job oh yeah that's also because of the guild system yes, in exactly yeah. yeah so it's just the, the guild system itself prevents like crossover work like this mm-hmm. or makes it difficult so this is something i found really interesting and this is that's a good a, example yeah. about hobbyists because we, we don't have to like as a maker we don't have to care about those rules we do whatever we want nobody there's nobody who can tell me that I'm not allowed to hit a piece of metal and then work on leather the next day. Yeah. So but, uh, this this mm-hmm. is what Leo made for me this uh, last weekend that I picked up in Germany. Uh, a messenger bag that I got specially made so that I can have room for all of my stickers in it when I go to fairs and markets. <laughs> oh, this is not right. a good thing. So it has... Hold on, I can show... Well, this is excellent audio content. Just hold on. Who, who is this you guys are talking about? Uh, uh, Leo Funke. 
Yeah. So I have just all of these compartments in the front. Anybody here. with a less accent say that so I can understand. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll send you the link. link. I'll get you the link in a second. Hold yeah, on. Send me the link. I was yeah. totally like, who are they talking about? That bag's amazing. That bag's fantastic. Yeah, it's really, really cool. And there's all of these neat little extra features to keep it sort of sensible. And so there's small extra intact flaps that make sure that no rain actually comes into it. And I, yeah, uh, they're really, really good at the at their craft. And it's really fun to also just meet them at Maker Center and go like, here's the problem I have. And I, like, I show them like my shitty bag I used to have before. And like, can you help this, help me and make something better? And I was like, okay. What's the conversation? How can we make this work? And I was like, I don't know, but I like to bring, I, I have a lot of stickers. I want to be able to show the stickers and I want to keep a water bottle. I was like, <laughs> cool, I'll see what I can do. And Leo runs off and comes, uh, sits like in a corner and draws some napkins in, in, at the Hilton bar and things like that. And then comes back and shows me. It's like, yeah, that looked brilliant. And now we, here we are like a bit, a month and a bit afterwards. And I have a beautiful bag. That's awesome. Here's the link. Oh, okay. Then I won't bother. Mm -hmm. Got it. Thank you. Did you buy that bag or did they give it to you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I bought it. I got one too. It's a beautiful bag. Mm -hmm. Did you guys already speak about Maker Central on this podcast? Yes. Okay. Um, for somebody who has never been and mm -hmm. all Americans are ignorant to Maker Central, yeah. meaning we don't know anything about it, hmm. how would no, you. No, no, Americans don't know anything <laughs> okay we'll go there that's fine <laughs> how would you guys um describe it as so we have maker events here how would you describe yeah. it um in like rather quickly if you were trying to sell somebody to fly over there and pay a significant amount of money okay is it worth there's, doing there's a lot of wonderful people and there's a lot of cider in the evenings yeah i, I mean for me going to make a central the first year before actually having met anyone uh -huh. showing up on friday evening at the hilton bar before yeah. the event started it was having a reunion with best friends i've never met before that's awesome yeah that's that's a really good description it, it, the whole the whole weekend is just one big warm social hugs yeah with just amazing wicked talented people and kind people not not only that yeah. and it, it, for my part I'll, i will be keep coming back to Maker Central for as long as I'm able to, or whatever else happens to be the center of the group of people I want to spend time with. Yeah. The fact of Maker Central is a brilliant event. It's, it is mostly about the people doing things and right. not so much about the people selling you things. Gotcha. But of course, you need to pay the bills, so they yeah. are there as well. But for example, I think the best example of this is uh, Vectric, who uh, they make a CAD program or something. They are local in Birmingham to where the show is. Uh -huh. Fairly big company, fairly well established. Saturday evening, every single Maker Central so far, they have had a free pizza and beer evening. Pizza party. You That's just awesome. need to be on the list before you show up and yeah. they let everybody in and you get food and they spend maybe three minutes just saying who they are and what they do and then they bugger off and let people enjoy themselves very cool mm -hmm. and and it works because we keep talking about them yeah yeah but she, to be fair when there is food you 
talk about. <laughs> um, yes, I guess. That, but that's it's, it's a little bit muffled because he has his face stuffed with pizza. But yeah. no, but Mega Central is basically to me come for the show and stay for the people. That mm -hmm. the, the show is interesting, of course, but mm -hmm. meeting the makers, um, it's very much as Raz said. Well, you you come to meet friends that you've never met before. Exactly. Imagine you're at an event or like you go into that and it's like going to a trade show, mm -hmm. but everyone, single one, either a guest or people on the booth you talk to is into the hobby. Yeah. It's it's just, if, if you're a maker and you're in your hometown and you're like the kind of oddball because yeah. all of those muggles around you, they don't get what you're actually doing. Jan Rasmus, you, you know he's here with us, right? <laughs> Hey. <laughs> I said Michael, not Hobbit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. That's uh, my it's, favorite sentence of the whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's it's no, it's incredible. Like my first time I was there because nobody here knew what like a maker is. Like it's just not known. And just coming there and having the first conversation with people I've never met and what do you it mean was, nobody here? What do you, when you say that? Well, exactly. like in my in my home for my friends and and family, like the, oh, okay. the whole thing, like maker or on YouTube, like they don't I was know. Say, aren't you in Germany? Isn't that like <laughs> one of the maker hubs? <laughs> Doesn't Laura come from well, Germany? Yeah, 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 but it's just not as as readily known. Gotcha. And um, I mean, a lot of my friends warmed up to it now. I mean, Save even went uh, to Maker Central with me yeah. because, well. It, did almost there's a lot of Germans or like a lot of my friends that like to tinker and do stuff. Did right. just a maker is not a term they're, they're known of. Yeah. Like they've done it without the internet. The Seba, as long as I'm known to, has been uh, improving stuff at home and building stuff, um, being for art or just having flashing lights. And all he does is uh, he never posted it on the internet. He just does it for himself. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of people crazy. do it. Are you, just the tiniest, are you in the tiniest town ever in Germany? Nah, it's okay. It's like 90,000. It's like right next to Stuttgart. So oh, okay. it's not that small. Interesting. Chris, you have, you, you, have to come. you have to come you, next year. To Maker mm -hmm. Central? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, if you're here now considering it, then, then you just should. Because oh, worst case, you will have... Like, a, I mean, worst case, you will have the same experience, quote unquote, as you did a Blade Show now. Oh, worst well, case, it will be that bad yeah, <laughs> or that good. I have to fly across the ocean to have that experience, though. That's not true. Yeah, it's just a big puddle. Yeah, yeah. giant puddle. Okay. <laughs> no, but like right. honestly, like for you though, it's how many hours into a major airport, and then it's six, five hours across the pond. Yeah, yeah six hours. hours. It's two hours to, to New York airport. I guess you're not that yeah, far. Yeah, 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 about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and then so, you got like a what, seven seven to eight hour flight the most? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's five or six, six hours to the UK. It's, yeah. uh, I spent six hours New York to Oslo, and that's two hours for the Well, and then you wait three hours for your bags at Heathrow. Yeah, either way, it's, uh, a, it's a whole day of travel. <laughs> it <laughs> it is, though. But didn't you do that yeah. already when going to Blade Show? I do it all the time. Yeah, no, I don't mind the traveling yeah. part at all. No. So, so just I'm a happy. mental block. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to know that I'll be seeing you in May in England, Birmingham next year. So, really yeah, happy. so are all these, I appreciate that, Red, very much. <laughs> I'd love to see you again, too. It's been a long time. Yeah. I 
I've seen Red or Rasmus's face more than I've seen yours, which is disheartening to me. But <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm coming to Maker Camp as well. So just are you? Yourself. Are you yeah. coming again? Oh, fantastic! Maybe I'll be able to spend more time with you because we were like, I was working, you were working, you were like, yeah. kind of volunteering, working. But anyway, um, we can talk oh, later. No worries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I lost my train of thought on that. But anyway, um, no, I don't mind the travel so much. I was going to ask though. There's always this rumor that it's kind of not going to happen then it ends up happening and the, the like what's uh, no now it's going to happen because the the guy uh, taking care of all the show for the past uh-huh. 4 years uh handed it over Nick, right? to Nick yeah yeah uh, mm-hmm. now it's different company like a, a proper one taking care of organizing big shows big events okay, so now okay. it's going to happen and I, the tickets for next year are already on sale i believe yeah yeah they have yeah. announced the date and the tickets are on sale so it's going to happen next year so book a flight okay yeah yeah cool do it just, and you said it's it. may yeah uh 17 18 19th of may if i'm not mistaken okay. yeah i will i will see what i can do but it sounds exciting cool. i i, you, you I don't think you will regret it exciting you guys yeah. make it sound very fun nice cool good yeah and should we now focus on something else yeah let's Ooh. do that <laughs> what was that <laughs> What's that, going that, on? That's a segue into the end of the show. It's called a segue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's been taking it away from me for the last two times now. <laughs> You're slacking, man. Come on. I'm going to start. That's if okay. I may. I'm going to interrupt yeah. you the next time. Um, this week, um, because it's the end of the year for the kids, so he it, it doesn't have homework anymore, and tomorrow is the last day of school, so we are... Um, now going into the second phase of his education, <laughs> which is watching a fuckload of movie every week. Um, <laughs> so we've, we've watched um, uh, Transformer 1 and 2 and Bubble Bee and other movies. It was great. But uh, we found something new on Netflix. Um, it just went out uh, a few days ago, at least in France. It's called uh, Nimona. It's a um, animation movie, and it's freaking great. The pitch is: it's a medieval world with queen, king, and knights, and but it's modern. So they have all the like futuristic uh, technology, flying uh, cars shaped as horses because they are knights. <laughs> um, and it's right. absolutely—it's right. it, brilliant. I, I'm not going to tell too much about the story, but it's full. Uh, it, it's really fun. It's very smart. It's full of humor. It's um, it's very. The design is absolutely wonderful. Uh, and I, we watched that with the kid twice this week. Uh, we really enjoyed it. So yeah, if you like animation movies, uh, I'm pretty sure you will enjoy that one. So Nimona on Netflix. Uh, Chris, do you want to go next? What am I? Go- what am I doing? Do you have anything to recommend? Oh, is this what we're doing? Is this this yes. part of the yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> That was that was the reason I was leading you into it by, by okay. going first. Um, that, that's does okay. it, it doesn't have to be a show. It doesn't have to be a Not show. Not at all. Anything, anything. I, I don't even have a television, so it can't be a show. <laughs> oh, like anything um, you want people to know about. 
yeah. a yeah. maker or channel could be or a, a personal tool account. doesn't tool. matter yeah a song. Oh, i am tooled out jan i am not recommending any tools to anybody. <laughs> i cannot wait to be done with tools honestly I've got uh, like chris 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 uh, sorry a quick question uh, yeah. uh before i forget um the empire of dirt does uh -huh. it come from the song that i'm singing of so trent reznor made that song okay and then it was sang by johnny cash and yeah. johnny cash sang it so well that trent reznor said it was no longer his song so seeing how i'm related to johnny cash i was kind of playing off you that. are yeah yeah what the fuck did could you not know Yeah, no, yeah, but yeah. yeah, sure. I I know his name is Chris Cash, but I have no idea he was related. Yeah, to him. yeah. Fuck yeah. My, okay, cool. My great grandfather and his well, my great great grandfather and his dad were brothers. Oh wow. Yeah. So um. So he's your great 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 uncle. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah, I have all the like. Lenny, do you want me to send you the paperwork, Red? <laughs> do you have no, it? Yes, I do. Actually, <laughs> no, yeah. but my, my aunt is a huge uh, family historian and everything. So I'm the only one that's not in Texas. All the yeah. other caches still live in Texas. So, um, but yes, I am kind of playing off that whole, you know, it'll kind of be cool with the branding to Empire of Dirt, Cash. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll be able to like throw my name on some stuff. Okay, not that okay. That's what no. I'm looking for, but. It'll kind of, so yeah, it'll okay. all kind of go full circle. Plus, there's uh, the play on the words is like everything I do is dirty. We don't have concrete. There's no clean room. I've always been like, I'm all, no matter what we're doing, yeah, it's just kind of play off the words. And yes, it kind of ties back into the Johnny Cash thing too, as okay. well. So, yes. Um, okay. What do I have to recommend? Um, uh, I do this a lot. And I was, I was trying to not repeat. Um, what i've said prior but um anything you want about uh, but steve there anything but steve anything but steve <laughs> oh um i did already a... jot down jordan sprig you, you say you just found him no i just, just put him down as well just remember to actually he is worth mentioning again oh just yeah on, he's, just he's... because we talked about him earlier Yeah, there's a guy, there's a, a medium that people are starting to, that's starting to explode. And people have been messing with it for years, but I think it's just now recently becoming more artistic. And that is acrylics and resins. Um, mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of people doing some really, really, really incredible um, resin and acrylic work and uh, stuff like that. There is a fellow by the name of Justin. His, uh chaotic artworks on instagram chaotic with a k and he does these in i've just recently found them again this is completely out of my wheelhouse i could care less about doing this type of work but this stuff that he is doing is absolutely fascinating and he is one of those people that uh i was saying there's probably this amazing art artist out there that nobody really knows about and i think this guy kind of falls into that category because he's not just pouring a bunch of crap into a bowl and then like look at this art i made this guy's yeah. like really thinking about the process and like thinking about each pour and how to layer things and i've just recently started following him because it caught my i think roy got one of his blanks one time and and uh integrated it into a wooden handle on one of his yeah axes. yeah 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 and i just recently started going back deeper into his feed and looking at his art and he does some really cool kind of hot rod style like it's all just resin art though but it's beautiful and he's he's 
his color palette is amazing. It's like you look at my stuff, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get like raw steel, black or dirt. This guy's mm. got like every color of the rainbow. He's totally like exploring different patterns and stuff and he sells out instantly when he puts his stuff up people buy his stuff for knife scales they they put it into different art pieces that they're working on and he makes little um sculptures uh from animated characters like i think i'm not too familiar with uh, Rick. what Rick. it's Rick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yes i'm not too familiar with like some of the pop culture stuff but one thing that caught my eyes he had a a bust of uh beetlejuice when beetlejuice turned into like the lizard thing Ooh, yeah and he painted it all up and poured that and it's just fascinating stuff i compare that to like that kind of work that he's doing to me is like a really brilliant like tattoo artist but yeah. they're doing it in like another form you know he's got these crazy ideas of color patterns in his head and being able to implement them in that medium is kind of it's kind of cool to me so this is actually i one reason I brought this up is this is actually one of the guys that I'm going to try and work with too, to like promote his stuff because this guy's kind of hidden in the back. Nobody really knows what he's doing or what, why would you want any of his things? Mm -hmm. And then when you see it, you're like, Holy shit, this is like, this guy's doing some really good work. So yeah. yeah chaotic was, artworks. Yeah. I've been, really I've been cool scrolling stuff. a wee bit and yeah, it's interesting, it's right? Wild. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you really think about it, like it's even if you're not into that medium or what he's doing, but you're like, you see the way he, uh, the composition of it and everything it's not nonsense yeah. he's really thinking about what he's going to do with the color palettes and that's what's kind of fascinating it's almost like graffiti too it's kind of has yeah. that graffiti feel to it but anyway yeah that's it yeah I, I just have to say like i know the vaguest bit of resin work and looking at this stuff is like i have no idea how he goes about exactly that. exactly so if you're listening to this podcast right now and you make weird stuff please reach out to me i want other people to see your weird things that you make listen i put that up in my stories yesterday i got some really weird stuff that i was like i was borderline like uh, okay this is a little too weird i appreciate that you're into stuff i can say what it was but this guy's like oh yeah i made this burner to cook meth on and I'm like, okay, that's specific. And now I have to report you to the FBI. So yeah, I was exactly. like, it's like uh, you so, will get me into prison. Thank yeah, you. So I was like, those are the exact <laughs> things I don't want to promote. <laughs> but anyway, I did ask for weird stuff, and I had a lot of people answer the weird stuff call, and some of it yeah. was a little out of the ordinary. Hey, I can appreciate that that's what you're into, but it's just not what I'm into. <laughs> so mm. I can't go down that road. I'm sorry. Yeah, but careful anyway. with your words. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly nice can i go next sure because all the steel what i think is yarns and i want to focus on our beloved kelsky Kelotto. yes because this uh thursday till sunday that was now uh jan and me and a couple of other makers congregated and invaded uh his property south of oh, hamburg yeah. i and, saw that uh, i was jealous. And had yeah, we had a yes. fantastic You and me both, Grace. You and me both. Mm. It was the most wonderful time. It was absolutely fantastic. It's it's one of those things where like enough like-minded weirdos meet up in one place and you know it's just going to be a good time. Uh, we, we did practical things. We did build things. We did create things. Uh, there was a lot of analog photography, which was a lot of fun to have just people roaming around with like blitzes that would fire and would burn your retina out if you look too, too directly at them. I have no them. idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wait, is that the kind of photos you shoot, Jen? Uh, yeah, I shoot like just analog. Awesome. Analog. That's so cool. Yeah. So um, I brought about I think it was nine cameras with me for oh, my yeah. collection. You, yeah, you had a lot, and James had a few. And James brought some. Yes, he even brought his medium format, his Mamiya, which was uh, incredible with mm-hmm. thirty-five millimeter loaded. Yeah, and then we did the de- uh, development at the end um, of nice. it with um, the slow development. Yeah, it was fantastic. Or stand development, it's called, mm. where you just leave it sit for an hour in the chemicals. Yeah, what? so that was you guys good times. Did that there? Yeah, that is so cool. So we we yeah. basically handed out cameras to everyone, loaded with black and white film. So all the uh-huh. the same film, and just everybody who was doing something. There were always people with cameras. And the last day we, or like yeah, on Saturday night we started developing it the negatives and then i forgot some of the roles and james had to scan all 290 <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> yeah he's a champion yeah. that one is that some uh, of the black and white photos i'm seeing pop up on people's instagrams from yes. that meetup? oh okay yes. fantastic yeah those are beautiful photos the only thing that i was looking at was like, was like god i hope steve knows how to run a forklift now because when yeah. he was at my place he had no idea what he was doing <laughs> i think he does now yeah he has he got some training in. Good. Yeah. Because it was like uh, the, you ever taught a teenager how to drive? Any of you? Have any of you tried that? And you're yeah, like vaguely. you're like scared to death when you're sitting yes. with them. <laughs> That's how I was, but it was like uh you know, five thousand pound piece of equipment overhead, and I have Steve oh, running wow. the controls, and I'm like, up is down, and down is up, and he'd always and, hit the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, and that's like a teenage on crack. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, that that thing you guys did with Kel looked amazing. Yeah. I, would, I would have loved to have been there, even though he, I think he said it was a carport, but it was like, oh, yeah, super, it was super it's, cool. it's a carport for a very, very big car, yeah, mm-hmm. or oh, oh, a couple of cranes or just another house, an airplane, or... yeah, put some walls <laughs> yeah. around it, and you have another house. That place he bought looks beautiful, too. It's, yeah. it's fantastic, it's so cool. Uh, and yeah, for people interested, jump on uh, Kale's Instagram. Look at all the things he's doing. He's been working like a champion for last. I think it's just two years or something. No, 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 yeah. no, not not even two. A years. year and a half. Like a year and a half. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Just absolutely fixing insane. Up the place, building new things, taking care of old issues, and yeah, no, it's a fantastic place. And there's a lot of good content coming out of that camp yeah. of just good people doing really cool stuff, and also being dicks. So there's that. This is in Germany as well, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's what Hamburg part? area. Hamburg, okay. So I'm, I'm, yeah. Of course, you, you took it away, but that's pretty much also um, a focus of mine. Uh, it absolutely incredible. From like Hannah's doing the welding, um, yeah, Leo, Leo also doing the printing, and just everyone just being around, like helping each other. Of course, having conversations the whole time about yeah. everything. I, it's worth mentioning. We 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 had. I mean, we did the building of the carport. Then uh, Hannes, stairs. Uh, uh, yeah, and and uh, we built some stairs there. Uh, Hannes from Unbehagen showed up and taught TIG welding classes two on two, and there was uh, Leo and Roxy doing the printmaking and T-shirt stamping, uh, or make, stamp making and T-shirt printing and all of those things, and the photography that you and James did. It it was a fucking fantastic weekend. So yeah. Uh, now your turn. Or was that you just? Oh no! Yeah, I wanted to agree with you. Um, actually, I'm going to go away from all of that and another 
book I've been reading with a little bit of backstory. I got my new car finally, the pure electric Ooh, one. Yeah, uh, it's a ton of fun to drive. You don't get too much mileage out of it though before you have to load it, especially <laughs> if you drive it like I do. Um, <laughs> I'm not the most conservative driver. Uh, Who would have I have a new um <laughs> I have a new um book that I'm reading and it's called Ink and Sigil. And this is what I'm gonna focus on. It's by Kevin Horn, um Scott, like a Scotch person. And uh that one is incredible fun. And this is my reading lecture while I'm charging my car. So what I basically do is if I <laughs> have to stop and like charge the car for about 20 minutes, which is pretty fast all things considering i yeah. just basically pull out the book and read a chapter or two and it's been an absolute blast to read cool what's the title again it's called ink and sigil that sounds so angry that, that, that uh, was german i think yeah it's 100 <laughs> <Ink German. and laughs> <laughs> i work with a russian and a bulgarian so those are both Anger, angrily sounding. Language. Don't forget, you're in a podcast with a Norwegian, a French, yeah. and a German. So that, that doesn't make yeah. it any no, better. I, I, this is how my brain works. Is I, I told Red, you have to remind me, and my brain's a zillion miles an hour. I just realized right now why you guys are saying. This is what I'm focused on because I'm going, that's a weird way to frame something. Like who speaks like that? <laughs> I'm like, oh, because it's two thirds focus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm such a jackass. That's how my brain works. I'm like, okay, I know these are European guys, but nobody really talks like that. <laughs> no, well, nobody's, no one is saying spiffing either, but Steve made that's that a thing. True. That is true. So Jan, do you guys all have to get electric cars? Is that a thing in Germany now? Um, like, no, we don't have date? to. Uh, the my company is going moving away from petrol, though. Uh, so um, the the thing right now is um, mainly and also for tax reasons, uh, hybrids. Mm -hmm. And the, to be fair, the, the hybrids are getting really good with um, insane, especially if you're driving as much um, as I do. Right. But uh, since I don't have a parking garage on my property uh, mm -hmm. to put a charging station on, I decided to go full electric because uh, that enables me to do the fast charging and we have plenty of those around mm -hmm. and if you if you go up uh north where rasmus live i think there's 80 percent of the cars are electric now uh, oh, yeah wow. well we, it, we have some national mandate saying that all new cars being sold by 2030 needs to be electric yeah uh, electric or hybrid i'm not sure but like yeah we're, we're hard facing out fossil fuel i'd yeah. be a big fan of going back to horse and buggy <laughs> I mean, slowing down has got these benefits. Oh, how fun would that be? Like, imagine yeah. just going cross country on a horse and buggy. It would take well. like six months. Yeah, yeah and I'm the horse would kill you for holding all those power hammers. Take around, take like the iPhone away. I'm just saying, like, let's just go. On. We can like still watch YouTube and listen to podcasts. <laughs> take a lot. You know how much media you could consume. Like you yeah. would be able to consume so much media. It's, it's actually yeah. the, the only downside on the electric vehicles is um, the range and charging. And yeah. even there, there are some with like much better range than the one I got now. But still, it's completely fine and charging from like the 20 to 80 percent within 20 minutes is if i have to like uh what is that in, in miles 20 silly. kilometers so so it's no it's probably like every 100 140 miles to 150 miles i have to just pull out and charge it for that but i'm doing like i'm going full throttle 
wow. on, on the autobahn. It's just like a left lane. Yeah. I mean, the thing is all-wheel drive and has about around 300 horsepower. I mean, electric, but still, like, that thing moves. Yeah. You said that was the only downside about electric cars? For for me, the, the only thing I realized is that I have to, um, like, pull out regularly, like, which what okay. usually, because I had a um, diesel car, yeah, and I would be able, like I was able to do around seven hundred and sixty to eight hundred kilometers, which is yeah. like what six hundred and fifty, six hundred and eighty miles mm-hmm. on it, like on one tank of gas. Yeah. And now, of course, I regularly have to like pull out and charge the car, but it's it's yeah. a good thing because it forces me to actually take my breaks and not mm-hmm. just spend the whole day in the car mm-hmm. without stopping. So, okay, it's not really a downside for me. For now, I can live with it. Watch me bitch about it in about half a year from now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You're in the honeymoon phase right now. Everything's yeah. nice and beautiful. And, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, Do we so... have any last little tidbits before we oh, round thanks, off? Yeah. Thanks for having me on. This was fun. Yeah. Thanks absolutely. for coming, Chris. Yeah, well, thanks. yeah thank you. Yeah, thank you. Oh, absolutely, I'm honored. Thanks for joining really, us. I am. Really, really appreciate it. Can't wait Even to see I'm you here. in in Make Us Central next year. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wink, 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 wink. Yeah, we'll see. I, I'm not. It's not out of the question. I'm not saying it's like an empty uh, promise that I would love yeah. to go. It's just. I'd, I'd love you to to come yeah. and and have as as much fun as we have when we go. Really, yeah. it's a it's a great weekend. Yeah, it sounds like it. It always looks, you know, you always have that, uh, what is it called, FOMO? When you see yeah. pictures of other people having a good time, you're like, oh, I mm. want to have a good time with them. But yeah, it looks mm. it looks really good. But thank you again for having me on. Cool. This is great. Yeah. Uh, if pleasure. people want to do some friendly stalking, where can they find you, Chris? Uh, Instagram, Mount Philip Metalworks. Yeah. Mount underscore Philip underscore Metal underscore Works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing uh, on uh, YouTube, Mount Philip Metalworks on YouTube. That's it. You can stalk me on there. Send me some messages. I don't have any other platforms. I don't have a website or anything like that. All that's getting ready to change um, very soon. Just and for... you do have a podcast. Uh, we don't need to advertise that, though. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> we are coming up on our 100th episode of the Axe and Iron podcast. Oh, nice. wow. No, here's the wow part that made me almost want to throw up. That thing has been downloaded over a million times. Oh, wow. Uh, well yeah, done. that's a little ridiculous. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're going to do our 100th episode with a bunch of past guests and... Uh, anyway, yeah, this Axe and Iron podcast is a literal shit show. Cool. <laughs> but it is entertaining. It's fun. Yeah, we have fun. Yeah, We are close to our 100th episode. I don't believe we are close to a million dollars. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, when I looked at those statistics, I'm like, there's that many people that listen to this ridiculousness is what it is. Okay, hey, no, hold on. No. You are yeah. just an episode ahead of us. We are ni- this is 98. You dropped 99. Yeah. Uh, a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Uh last week, yeah, I think or two weeks ago, yeah. We we yeah, we have a big build up. I'm trying to coordinate different time zones and all this uh, other stuff to get all these yeah. people on. Not simultaneously. We're going to do like another uh, we did an episode called 15 Minutes of Fury a long time ago where we had yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a ton of different guests on for 15-minute spots. That's really tough to coordinate to like, bad, okay, yeah. you're on for 15. Oh, you're in England. Oh, you're in Texas. You're in California. It's like, you know, literal multiple time zones trying to line it up. And um, yeah, but anyway, enough about that. That's nonsense. Hmm. We like nonsense. Go, 
go watch my YouTube videos because they're fun and yeah. I like them. <laughs> yeah. That's it. And stay tuned for uh, Empire Dirt stuff coming soon. If you're listening to this and you make weird things and you want to put yourself out there and maybe sell products or sell yourself or your brand or whatever, get in contact with me and uh, I would love to work with you and see what kind of cool things you are making. Not meth burners, though. I'm uninterested <laughs> in anything having to do with drugs. <laughs> Very nice. Oh, very good. And if the good people at home want to get a hold of us collectively, they can do that at Two Thirds Focused. And you can find me at Rasmus Lewin and Lewinsmed.no. And you can find me at The Red Smith or Red Smith everywhere on the internet, more specifically at TheRedSmith.com. And you can find me on my socials. <laughs> <laughs> not not Red or Ian Maxwell. Yeah. Perfect. Excellent. Thank cool. you, Chris. Thank, Thank you, Chris. Bye bye. Have a good week.